Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, our video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode will be making the rounds through our four corners, console, PC, Apple, and tabletop, with a focus on games that are great to play if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.network. enjoying your delivery so much i forgot to hit the music <laughs> we got we got to get uh, a little countdown yeah cue. <laughs> it's going well welcome back we're into our fall cadence here we've got our pumpkin spices in shots in double vaccinated shots in ready for yeah i picked shot. up picked up the the <laughs> we we did the flu shot this weekend so we're ready for that part of the season oh we have to have those arguments now <laughs> We actually haven't heard anything up here about the flu shot one yet. I don't know why. I think they're just everyone's exhausted from trying to yeah. convince everybody to get the vaccine. But it's yeah. it's early availability here. I think it's it was only at a couple of pharmacies, and um, I don't know. I well. think flu flu shot is like it's like thirty percent every year or something like that in our in our area. Like it's pretty. I think mostly only um, uh, like more vulnerable folks take right. it like older older folks uh historically i i've always gotten it because like i'm going into the office usually but i figure it doesn't hurt to double up uh right now <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> any sort of sickness is just no fun so yeah well because i mean if we did somehow get the flu we would have to by school rules like you know stay home and isolate because it look a lot of the symptoms look a lot like the much worse thing so yeah um, the thing yeah. that shall not be named <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to feel like that soon. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, on to happier news. Yeah. Uh, away from away from COVID corner and and into in the oh, console corner. <laughs> I oh shoot. Well, we'll edit that out in post. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's our right. traveling. We, news. we need we need some more morning zoo sound effects yeah. for for that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> If, even uh, if nobody's listening, at least we're out Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Console Corner. You, put it out there. You, uh, you beat, air quotes, it says in the notes. You beat Hades? Yes. I, I've, I finally Qualifier. beat Hades. So with without without going into too many spoilers, because there's some story elements that are pretty interesting, um, you know, Hades is a roguelike. So there is an end to any given run that you can reach. So I did that. But there's still a lot you can do in the game. You can unlock more stuff that's either cosmetic or story you can i mean just play the game for fun obviously because you know uh, and you can keep upgrading yourself or you can start a new roguelike run save over if you want uh mm -hmm. you know kind of a, a new game plus style um i mean i, th I think i'm gonna play it. it it uh it's been it's been challenging i think it took me it's like 52 runs to to get you know powered up enough that that I could make it through the the sort of final set of encounters uh, successfully, but yeah, it's you know it's a lot of fun. I think it's a game I'll keep ducking back into. Um, it was definitely you know one where the the power ups I collected over the course of that particular run is what made it possible to actually win. Like it wasn't I didn't get a lot better at the game. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. It it uh, I, I definitely had the right combination of um uh you, you know they're called um what boons yeah yeah from from the various gods in the game uh that that made it work and and you know you can read online about lots of different combinations that work there's not one way to beat the game um but yeah it's 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 fun it's, it feels like a little bit of an achievement uh i guess i'm a little overdue compared to when everyone was talking about it last uh last <laughs> fall but uh i i, I saw fun with it and it feels like i don't uh I don't finish games so much anymore, <laughs> you know. That's a good segue, maybe into my oh yeah, my quarterly attempts. Playing, uh, when did Breath of the Wild come out? Like probably 2017 or something. I was, it was not a launch title, but it was soon after, right, for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, oh, Breath of Fire! It's giving me all sorts. I can't quickly find it, so I'll stop. But it's a while, anyways. And. Um, so anyways, I've, yeah, it's 2017. It was released March, 2017. So you know what? March, 2020, let's 2022. Sorry. Let's say that's my goal for, I'm, I'm setting a, a modest goal. <laughs> if you don't set goals, you don't achieve anything, right? That's the thing so, <laughs> for breath Just of the wild. Put it, in, I, put it in your, put it on your calendar. Yeah. Uh, there's, um, there's five Gorgons. I don't even know the name. Sorry. Sorry. Breath of the wild fans. I know it's a much beloved game. 
I try to remember all the things that I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm supposed to be doing them. They kind of all blend together. I think I'm trying to, I last night or this weekend, I defeated a camel, a large camel. <laughs> no, I, but I partially defeated it. My, the struggle I have is with, with these mar- large puzzle monster things you have to defeat. And it's not like it's overly mm-hmm. complicated. It just, I always feel like I can't get zoomed out enough to like get a sense of where the thing is. They show you a little map, but then I, when I'm actually playing the game, I can't really see where that is in the thing. And I'm, I'm old and confused easily, I guess. So, um, but <laughs> it was, it was fun. I had my kids watching me as I was trying to ride a walrus sand surfer <laughs> to defeat the thing. You have to shoot his feet. This is no spoilers. I'm sure everybody's well beyond if four years later. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyways, I've defeated one. I've defeated an elephant and a camel. And I'm not sure what the other three are yet that, that are yet to come. But that's where I'm at in my Breath of the Wild update. So if you're out there and you haven't beat a game recently, just know that I'm way behind. <laughs> way behind <laughs> on the most popular Switch game ever made by from what i've read um, yeah i mean I've, I've never even picked it up i i think i um a co-worker had it on their switch that they had brought into the office once a couple of years ago and i like tried to climb a cliff briefly and was like oh it looks good um i and i'm sure it is a game i would enjoy if i if i got into it on on our switch but it's also one that feels like such a time commitment that i'm afraid to even go down that path i mean like like you've said you know you you touch it every a couple of months and, yeah. and I have other, other games, whether it's, you know, Hades that I had set aside for eight months or so, or, or other games on the switch, um, that I just, I'm not picking up regularly. Um, yeah. And it's, it is like, it is one of those games where it's, it's really fun, especially like the beginning of the game is really fun. Light. There's a very, you know, sort of good guide guardrails to keep you moving along mm-hmm. the right path. But then the, when the world opens up and it's just like this massive, and luckily there is like magic ways to skip around the world and, and travel. So it's, you're not like just running. Initially I didn't realize that. And I was like, just literally running around the world for 20 minutes just to get to somewhere and thinking I had to do that the entire game. And that was kind of depressing. But <laughs> once I figured out how to like leap to, to like different the areas, fast travel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Their mechanism in that, in the game, then it, kind of open things up so um other switch news I'll, I'll update folks as i you know in the next quarter here when i pull up breath of the wild again <laughs> we expect <laughs> the quarterly uh the quarterly breath of the wild call from yeah, uh from exactly. chris <laughs> the switch added bluetooth uh ability which uh bluetooth headphone support right so yes um i haven't tried it yet but one funny thing i, I noticed someone else commenting i forget where i saw this but it was just the idea that from they didn't do anything different hardware wise it was just a software update and so the Switch has had Bluetooth support hardware-wise since the beginning. It just took them four-plus years to put it out, yeah. which feels really bizarre. Like, I mean, I'm not complaining. Like, it doesn't change the Switch for me. I bought it anyways. It wasn't like I was, you know, waiting to buy it for Switch, for Bluetooth headphone support. But, yeah, it was, I, don't, I, I know you know software development more than I do, but that feels yeah, really bizarre. I, I can speculate it in a, in a couple of ways. So I, th- I I can I can see it from a couple of ones. So one of the big caveats with it, right, is that with Bluetooth audio enabled, whatever chipset they're using, you can only use two wireless controllers as opposed to the normal four. So they're using some oh, of the channels gotcha. that would normally be reserved for controller data for the audio. So I could imagine, you know, a big back and forth internally being like, is this worth the downsides right um but at the same time if you're using bluetooth audio for yourself you're probably playing in handheld mode or you know single player single controller so i I, it seems like an okay trade-off it's it's also the case that you know an an operating system change especially something that involves like lower level firmware like talking to the hardware that's going to be some a change you're going to be really conservative about uh making sure that you've you've got it right um in terms of testing now testing to support you know, basically two soon to be three models of switch is pretty is relatively easy right like you don't yeah. have the kind of hardware availability you're not trying to support you know eight models of iphone let alone you know um team models of of uh windows pc or build your own right like so it's it's a different world in that regard it's it's much more constrained but yeah i can see why they'd be a little conservative about it i've tried it with uh with my airpods um and yeah, I mean, the, the pairing was a little, it didn't quite seem to detect them at first, or I was in the wrong menu mode with the AirPods case being open for pairing or something, but I finally got them paired. Um, and then 
yeah, I mean, I, I had audio there. There seemed to be a brief blip when I first launched a game where it disconnected and then reconnected. I don't know if that's a consistent issue. I've just run into it the once or, you know, that, that maybe it's just like a, a one, uh, an initial setup problem, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely more convenient than me trying to <laughs> dig up the, um, the, uh, random, you know, mini plug headphones, especially as I've gone into uh, Bluetooth and wireless for my phones and my yeah, primary device else. and switching between phone and computer with, with Bluetooth. Uh, I don't always know where, you know, a random set of earbuds or headphones are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely more convenient to, to be able to just like grab the switch and, and hook it to the, to the little earbuds I already have. Is it, I'm just anticipating fights with my kids. So the, is it, one headphone device and then you have to unpair or can you like grab whatever one sort of connects first or how does it work yeah so i don't i don't have the switch handy but there was once i paired mine they show up in the list and there's there's still a plus button so okay I, that's good i think we'd, we'd probably have to dig into the nintendo support documents to see what the limitations are yeah <laughs> but um yeah uh, yeah i mean it, it i imagine it's implementing the usual um you know bluetooth um profile uh oh up to 10 devices can be saved on a switch system oh that's good yeah, um, that's but that's more it's that. audio only or sorry output only uh, no microphone support yeah that's the other weird one so the switch itself has a mic on it though right like is your I've, I've, i'm sure i've heard my kids shouting at each other through the so. switch. Um, yeah and some of the some of the like funky like labo stuff is is mic based i think yeah yeah definitely my yeah i've played fortnite with my son and he's shouted at me on the switch mm -hmm. so <laughs> we don't always shout at each other. I should, I should qualify right. that, but <laughs> when Fortnite happens, we often do. Um, sp speaking of switching, actually, the Xbox now, uh, just controller, they just updated a firmware update for it that allows for quick switching, um, where if you can double tap the connect button and kind of switch through devices. I haven't actually updated my our controllers. We actually have five Xbox controllers in our house somehow now. Um, and so I haven't gone through and updated <laughs> all of them yet. <laughs> That, that sounds like a bit of a chore. Yeah, it's like I need an IT support team here to manage between the iOS updates that happen, which we'll talk about, and TV updates and stuff. And then, yeah, Xbox controller updates. There's a lot of devices getting updated this week, I guess. So, um, But this is a, like, a huge bonus for me, I think, to, and for us, because using the Apple TV with this controller now becomes much more quicker, mm. easier. Grab a controller, just double tap, and you're connected in theory. Um, I'll report back on how it actually works, but uh, to quickly play a game of whatever, any game basically that now is on Apple TV, on Apple Arcade with a controller, which is required, um, is much easier. And yeah, you can sit sit on the couch and still play the game. So you ran into right. a snag though as far, as far as standalone Xbox controller owner, right? Well, right. So I, I have the one Xbox controller, which we use with Apple TV or Macs. And um, I it looks like the, the firmware update is only if you have an Xbox or PC. So what I'm <laughs> going to try to do before I retire the old iMac that does have a Windows partition on it oh, is I'll try to boot into Windows and see if it's just, it, presumably it's just a software thing. Um, although I, I suppose I could also run Windows inside a VM on an Intel machine. Um, but yeah, I, and I'll see if I can update it that way, but I don't know if I need the right kind of USB cable to do it. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm not sure, uh, yeah. what, what all will be involved, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try it and, and report back. And I've definitely run into the, the switching downside, right? I basically have to like kind of go into pairing again sometimes, not all the time to switch between like one of the Macs and the Apple TV, um, to, to get its pairing, uh, sorted. Yeah, it's a very first world problem, but definitely is yes. still annoying. And uh, yes. so yeah, worst case scenario, I guess you can just mail it off to me and I'll update it and then mail it back to you. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 the one downside of that is that international shipping yeah. at the border, uh, you know, customs uh, declarations might new, be a little painful. Uh, new controller for the, <laughs> the cost. All right, let's yeah, move I, on. I have to find one with the, uh, if the box says the firmware has been updated, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, PC Corner. Well, we're, we're going to need a big truck uh, yeah. to deliver the IKEA gaming collection. This is awesome. <laughs> okay. So this is this is pretty wild. So um, uh, Republic of Gamers, which is a, an Asus brand um, of various you know, gaming gear, peripherals, whatnot, is partnering with IKEA for an entire... Uh, primarily PC gamer 
furniture line. Um, uh, so yes, there will be the <laughs> oops spell, the lenis spellara, the match spell, the group spell, the uta spellara, and the huvid spellara. So I assume spell is like spiele game. Uh, I'm only I'm only one sixteenth Swedish, so I I can't uh, I can't speak to this very well. Um, but yeah, I mean it. It's uh, it's very much that usual. Their their promo image so far is very much that usual kind of PC gamer, black and red, lots of lighting uh, mm-hmm. uh, stuff. But uh, you know, I mean, I've I've had uh, IKEA desks and chairs over the years that have been pretty pretty good. And and if they're just kind of throwing a, a little bit of a game style on top of that, I I imagine they will be um, a popular a popular one. Yeah. Um, and and probably the price will be uh, a little more accessible than uh, the average. Um, I, I know some of those game chairs, like the the really high back performance chairs, uh, can get pretty expensive. Maybe not maybe not quite as fancy as as uh, you know a Herman Miller office chair or something, but they're they're up there. Oh, I guess we don't have um, them here in Canada yet. So all I get is uh, some seashell soap containers. Or- <laughs> Right now. Yeah, it says launch globally at IKEA stores from October 2021. So, oh, okay. so they should show up for you next month. Yeah, at I at IKEA Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I don't know what it's like in your world with IKEA. Just in turn, not just gaming, but like it. It felt like when I was growing up. Anyways, IKEA was the thing that you like you bought when you're in your 20s and 30s, and then you kind of aged out of it. And they managed to like somehow keep going because you would presumably you know get higher quality, less. Uh, particle board based whatever furniture right you know as you could afford it and things like that but it's i'm impressed that ikea's hung on and obviously something like this is going to appeal to a whole bunch of people they have actually some really good um what was it airplay speaker lights and lamps and things they've they put out a couple of years ago so they're yeah at least like dipping their toes into the technology world i i feel like in, in they've got a ways. whole smart home hub line i'm not i don't think it's on the newer compatibility with like thread and matter right but right. it's um uh, I, I've I've heard positive reviews out of it. I, I haven't I haven't set it up. Um, and and yeah, the the sort of uh, aging or maturing of of IKEA furniture is something we've we've experienced. Um, right, like uh, when we first got married, a lot of our stuff was IKEA. Uh, well, and actually, when I when I first moved out on my own, I had I actually arranged for an IKEA or no, I th- I guess I had the reload truck from work grab unbuilt ikea furniture in minnesota when i was moving out of my parents house and deliver it along with the rest of my boxes to my new place in boston at the time and um yeah so i had like the desk and shelves and bed and and whatnot um but yeah i mean uh you know my wife and i over time like we certainly had a, a wide variety of of ikea shelving at you know one of our places we we did start upgrading into the solid wood ikea instead of the um like you said the particle board uh, you know which which tends to be a little more expensive and and actually some of their stuff is pretty pricey high-end it's it's like comparable to um i don't know what what another fancy maybe like a crate and barrel type prices um you know higher-end furniture store for some of their lines Uh, but yeah i mean we still have uh an ikea bed frame that's pretty simple i mean it's pine right like you can't it's pretty pretty basic, but it it supports a a good mattress. So um, there's other pieces of furniture where we've we've upgraded a little bit over the years uh, into into something a little a little nicer maybe or, or more comfortable. But at the same time, we've moved around a lot, so it's actually been relatively convenient to have you know things where the cost up front doesn't feel <laughs> like quite a hit on the pocketbook, or or you can you know you can resell it easily, or if it gets beat up in the move, you don't care quite as much as some you know heirloom type. Yeah. piece you know grand, grandma's couch or whatever that's actually the one funny thing i think the more often we've moved a bunch of times too we're just in the same city but like ikea furniture generally does not do well with moves because it the whatever the uh allen wrench thingies whatever those are called to, to like tie them together <laughs> tie them together they like construct things a lot um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of tend to wear down as you like disassemble and then reassemble and like they they don't really yeah. hold up over time anyways this is not ikea corner so let's keep moving to, let's go over to apple corner. anyway I, I don't think i'm going to be picking up any gamer furniture but uh yeah. it's it's nice to see there's an option hey if the if the good stuff twitch channel takes off here and we're all of a sudden got ten thousand people tuning in we expect all hosts to upgrade <laughs> 
Hey, if, if I can expense it to yeah. uh, to to the good stuff accounts, Chris, I I will <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. actually actually uh, borrowed an office chair from from work for work from home. So nice. That's what I'm currently rocking. They should, they should hand out some Twitch swag through the various channels there and like promote it. You'd think a little more, but anyways, that's I think I can mail you. I have some stickers. I can mail you a Twitch sticker. That's about the, <laughs> the extent of the swag I've I've got. So you got some, uh, speaking of swag, sort of, not really, uh, <laughs> the, the Apple event happened just actually, yes. uh, where are we here? A week ago now? No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was last yeah. Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Yeah. It's all blending together here, but, uh, new watch, new iPhone, iPad mini that was announced. Nothing, like you said, nothing much about iOS 15 directly, but that was released yesterday out into the world. So, uh, what did you, did you pick up anything or pre-order anything from your Apple, um, yeah. So uh, there, there was also the the sort of standard base iPad. I think it's the iPad ninth generation uh, mm-hmm. was also updated, um, and that's more the the kind of the school grade one. But uh, my my mother in law is opting to upgrade her iPad. She had a um, a pretty old. I think it was the first iPad Pro or whichever the first one was that could use the pencil, um, and and you know it's definitely a device that has gotten a little slower with, you know, IS updates and feature updates over time relative to its hardware capabilities. Um, so she's doing the trade-in. Um, we are not updating the family iPad, um, although the mini looks really nice. I, I remember we, right when my son was born, we had uh, minis as like our reading and general device. And, and those are, that was a really nice form factor. I know my one of my old roommates is talking about he really wants the mini as sort of his like e-reader media handheld game device um and you know he has a he has a preschooler right now so it seems like the good the good device there yeah i would but yeah I would go for the mini in a heartbeat it feels like it's just that little bit too like i think up here in canada it was at 699 i want to say or maybe 599 okay. 600 and it feels yeah. like if it was sub 500 which i mean whatever they're you know they gotta pay for their bills and stuff at apple and all their stuff keep their profit margin i, but, I think they still have a healthy margin in there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like if it was like in that $500 range, it would be like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like that's a fun, it's expensive, but it's a fun, worthwhile thing that you know, I would use a bunch here for personal stuff, but then the kids, you know, and even like Apple Arcade or whatever and stuff like that. But right. yeah, at the price it's at, it feels a little bit too too dear to justify. Well, and I think the interesting thing is the mini used to be kind of the bottom of the market and now it's actually positioned, it got a bunch of the newer, uh, higher end features and form factor of the pro the iPad yeah. Pro from last year. And so it's actually more the mid, it's a smaller device, but it's the middle of the range. Whereas that entry-level iPad is is sort of where you start. You know, it still has a home button in t- with Touch ID and um, not as many of the screen uh, technology stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, as we kind of expected, uh, that as we discussed last episode when the event was announced, there wasn't a lot of talk about Apple Arcade or services or games um, and in fact, they really didn't even talk about iOS 15 features much at all, other than the sort of camera and photo related ones. Um, I am picking up or pre-ordered an iPhone 13 Pro. So my my current phone is three years old, and you know, it, one thing that's interesting. So the battery is definitely lagging. So I could I could just replace that, but you know, I like the camera upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, three years is the longer uh, end. Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly the uh, the tech. Uh, addict world um but i what's interesting is i think this is the first iphone i have had sorry the 10s that i currently have is the first one i've had that after two to three years has not felt like it's slowing down so like the the hardware advancement curve and what they're trying to do with the software and graphics is is staying more aligned over the years Mm -hmm. so it feels like uh, the the 10s I'll, i'll do the trade in and and someone will get it refurbed, presumably. Um, it it'll be a it's a device that's still usable, still updatable. Whereas if I look back to how like my 6s plus felt after three years, or or my I think I had a 4s after two years, and those uh, especially as some of the iOS updates came out and we're adding all these cloud syncing features and background stuff, just f- felt more and more sluggish and unresponsive as new features were added. Whereas my current phone actually has felt fine. So mostly I'm just looking for the the camera upgrade, the hardware upgrade. And then the the one feature they made a big deal out of is the ProMotion display. So this, mm-hmm. I think, came to the iPad Pro last year uh, and is now in the phones. 
And this was the only part in the whole event where they talked about games because they were talking about how the the OS will dynamically bump the screen refresh rate up to 120 hertz while you're playing a game for really, really smooth, responsive graphics. But then when you're just like scrolling through a document or, or looking at a, a static picture, it can drop it down to as low as I think 10 hertz, uh, which saves on battery um, and and uh, just exercises the you know the the hardware a little bit less when it doesn't need to. Um, so that that variable uh, refresh rate is is a pretty interesting uh, feature. Yeah, and that's actually um, would be really handy, I guess, to have that in your phone. Like you said, for battery life, especially. And then if you're doing you know even if you're using it like I am for where it's plugged in or whatever you're playing a game or watching video and having it right. bump that up is, is, is impressive that they can do that. And especially again, you know, such a small device that fits in your pocket mm-hmm. is always the crazy thing to me. And um, yeah, it, 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 the, like you're talking about the technology curve or whatever and, and upgrades and stuff year over year. I think they often Apple often gets knocked for not having done better at making the new phone, like so much more attractive or whatever. And I think, it seems like they're okay now with like the two to three year life cycle for most normal people outside of the yes. tech world. And that's even my son who has a seven, I think it is. And my wife has an eight, I have an 11 and they're, they're like, there's zero other than my son being tuned into some of the Apple stuff and like aware of what's coming or why right. the new stuff is there. He, he uses a daily, he never is like, Oh, I'm waiting for whatever. I'm still, why isn't this whatever, you know? And like, can I get a new one or whatever? And like, there's no, he doesn't have any of that. The only ones who are complaining right now at this point is like a, my other son has a, a six S I want to say, and our daughter has right. five or something, I think. And so the battery dies in 10 minutes. Like that's, that's the biggest right. thing. And then they don't have some of the well, and, and what I think, I think iOS 15 only goes down to the six S I want to say is what I, when I checked uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't get, luckily the other two aren't aware of any of the features or they're not paying attention to that stuff right, right. now, whereas the oldest is aware of it. And so now he's like, oh, I need to have share FaceTime video or whatever with somebody. And even though he's never done it or probably won't, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's new and that, that's, what's important. Um, so yeah, so, so iOS 15, I mean, there's, there's a ton of new features, um, a couple things that you know, are interesting, but in, in terms of game features, there's a couple of, of areas. And I actually, I forget if it was in the, app store or via a push notification from the app store there was a story about the new game features or maybe it was the tips app um i leave a lot of these notifications on because they're infrequent enough that they don't bother me but there's some interesting kind of like oh so what is what is apple pushing right on onto my device so they they mentioned three areas so one is uh highlights videos so you can basically you're while you're playing a game your device will keep a 15 second video buffer just running continuously in the background. And then you hit a button and it'll, it'll save that to your photo library, the last 15 seconds that, so basically you're playing, there's just this continuous buffer. You do something cool. You hit a button on your controller right then, and it'll save to your photo library, whatever the current uh, 15 second buffer was. So you can get like a cool, um, I don't know, kill shot or whatever, whatever you're, whatever you're recording. And my understanding is this is a pretty common feature on consoles. I don't know if you've used this on, like Xbox yeah, or whatever. My son has has an Instagram account that, that he just posts highlights from okay. Fortnite and hockey, basically. And so yeah, using that, it's just like a hit a button, shares it to Xbox in the cloud, and then he can download it to his phone and publish mm-hmm. it. It's it is it's a really smart thing and and I'm it's impressive that Apple is at least playing along with that idea to allow right. for quick sharing of stuff like this. Cause yeah. The kids are using it. Yeah, and I sure. think you could do it before with some of the third party, like with the way screen sharing worked and like how you could stream to like Twitch from your phone via the screen yeah. sharing or uh, screen recording. But now this feature is just built in the OS and you can bind it to a button on your uh, on your controller if you have a paired uh, Bluetooth controller. So uh, yeah. again, it seems like you kind of tiptoeing into those features that are more like, hey, we're a real game console um that just happens to be mostly played on a phone um the other one is so the the new focus features so this is sort of the 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 next generation combination of like do not disturb and bedtime uh but the one of the modes that is available by default uh or or sort of pre-configured is game focus and so that i mean it, it makes sense it's basically a way to kind of turn down your notification volume while you're playing and I've certainly run into that where with certain games where you know notification will roll in from the top right in an area 
that you're actively using as part of gameplay, right? Because yeah. most most games are are full screen. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a nice uh, a nice thing, and you can actually set it to auto activate with certain apps. So basically, while you're in a game, you will automatically be in this mode with reduced notifications. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tiny little you know OS level feature, but if you think of the the annoyance you might have getting interrupted right as you're trying to like land that combo or whatever in some game, um, especially these games that are more timing uh, oriented, I, I can see the appeal. Uh, so yeah. I'll probably get that set up. Especially because you don't like if you think of the, like a Switch or Xbox, like it's a very focused. You're playing breath of the right. world right now there's not like it's a game only device yeah primarily. yeah and it would be a, it does kind of take you out of it when you get an email notification or whatever that comes through as as you're trying to like um yeah play nba 2k1 21 or whatever <laughs> whatever game it might be and so um that's i find the focus thing just in ter- not just in terms of our arcade but it's now it's like a really fiddly thing now to like manage and i wonder yes, how many people a little bit. like the average person anyways using it. i can see my parents are like turning it on and not realizing what they've done and not just because my parents aren't technical i just mean like it is actually a complicated sort of system that you're trying to set up for yourself and and the phone i think kind of default or the ios defaults to trusting that you know what you're doing with this and so you could potentially kind of lock out a bunch of notifications that right. you might want to actually have. And, uh, and it, there's guardrails and stuff to like help you a bit along the way. But um, I, th- I can see a lot more people trying it out and then turning it off because they just get frustrated trying to like man- yeah. micromanage every single I, level of, of. Yeah. I mean, as, as with any feature, right? Like the more complicated you make it, the more options you give to power users, the, the, the harder it is to use. Right. And, and of course, Apple really tries to, to emphasize the story that they're the, they're the easy to use OS. So there's like an onboarding tutorial that, that pops up. Um, I forget where I got prompted for that after updating the OS. So something was like, Hey, go set up your focus uh, settings. Um, there, the do not disturb and bedtime ones are enabled by default. I, possibly the bedtime one is only enabled because I previously had the bedtime features set up on, yeah, the, on iOS 14. Yeah. So it migrated my settings into the new focus features. Um, but the there's like a personal and work placeholder that were there but not configured. Um, and then of course, if you go into add different focus modes, game gaming was one of the one of the options there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I need to kind of spend some time with it, figure out exactly how I would change it from where I basically have it now, which is uh, people in my immediate family can punch through, um, you know, in, in off hours and, and I get the notification pretty much everything else. I don't. Um, so, so that's, that's a, that's a way to go. Um, but yeah, there's kind of like a tutorial and it's really obvious. There's like this weird, you know, icon on your lock screen that shows up to indicate that you're in one of these modes. And I think by, by default, Maybe it wasn't default, but it, you can even set it where where in messages it will tell people that you're in one of these modes. So, you know, if if a relative who's struggling with this is messaging you, you can see in your messages thread that they're currently in one of these do not disturb or whatever focus modes. So you could then potentially like help them uh, through another channel to to, to get that turned off because you're yeah. you have that visibility. Yeah, it's kind of like the the do not disturb when you're driving mode that automatically clicks through or shows like if you're if you're driving then it sends right. the recent people messages and I think that's that's when I thought a lot more people would be using and I do, I rarely see anybody sending like if I'm texting yeah. and they're I know they're driving. Um, my my I, dad has that enabled. Yeah. Um so when his when when his when his phone is in the car, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get that auto reply text uh, from him every once in a while. Cause obviously I'll text him without realizing he's driving somewhere. Yeah. My parents are on the other side of like not wanting to disappoint anybody that they will like pull over and quickly text you back and then keep going. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, and I'm just like, what are you doing this weekend or whatever? Like, it's just a very right. <laughs> nothing text. <laughs> I, I've noticed that a little bit generationally with, you know, like my peers versus my parents is, is, they're more likely to jump onto a, a reply immediately or even to say like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm busy right now. I can't like, yeah. well, it's, it's texting. You can just get back to me whenever you are available. I wasn't expecting a response. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting thing. Um, there is one last games feature in iOS 15 that I, that I wanted to mention, which is sort of the return of game center. Uh, so, you know, obviously game center has been there as sort of the behind the scenes, uh, 
tracking of of achievements and and high scores and whatnot for a while once since they retired the Greenfelt Game Center app uh, many versions ago. But now there are two Game Center widgets uh, you can place on the home screen. So um, I have some set up here. So I can see, you know, I can see, let me hold up for the camera. Oh, yeah. So I can see recent games played by friends. You're, you've been bumped off right now. Oh, you were on here playing Sping. Um, yeah. But got my, my friend Corey from uh, a Starting Point podcast is playing something called Egg Inc., uh andrew <laughs> listener andrew is playing word web uh and another friend from college is playing slay the spire um and then there's another widget mode which is um a continue playing and it gives you four well it depends on the size of the widget it gives you a couple of buttons to jump back into your recent games oh, yeah. um which is interesting i think mostly i get back into recent games through either the fast app switching gesture or um siri search but I'm going to leave that on for a while. See if I see if I use it, um, especially as I've tried to kind of bury more games in the app library since I was 14. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that's like the way. Uh, that's another thing that like uh, some people are really into the widgets, and other people don't use them at all. Like my again, mm-hmm. my son, my oldest, loves like his whole phone is set up with widgets everywhere, and right. and I kind of like use them on the second, third, or fourth screen of my phone i don't use them uh, that much on the on the home screen the main screen that i look at um but i I definitely do appreciate even like the photo widget which was there in ios 14 and it's maybe been slightly improved but photos widget which shows you like a random memory it's kind of like a nice little you swipe over and you get like a nice little warm fuzzy of a photo memory generally pretty good like the odd time like today actually my sister's birthday today happy birthday andrea i know you don't listen but anyways um my watch showed me (laughs) with the new ios or watch os update anyways it seemed to have a bit better photo prompting and it picked out a random photo of her because it knows it's her birthday she's in my contacts and mm-hmm. happened to pick like a, a photo that, where she was like looking really annoyed <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the screen or at the, whatever and so it was kind of this little like guilt trip of like aren't you gonna wish me a happy birthday <laughs> right self photo or whatever so but yeah but for the most part, I've, pretty good yeah i've noticed that sometimes with with siri like i'll have already texted one of my relatives to wish them a happy birthday and then siri sends me this like you should call this person today and it's like well okay you're monitoring everything i do on my device how do you not know that i've already told them happy birthday yeah exactly <laughs> technically you haven't phoned them that's what it's trying to like yes say. yeah it's, well it's important nick <laughs> yeah you're right i'm sorry well th- yeah it's, but also it prompts me very early in the morning and a phone call would generally involve yeah. <laughs> the small person in my household uh joining in um anyway um yeah so yeah uh, i think that kind of wraps on apple event and ios updates i guess the only other thing is so uh there was a scramble last week to get ios 14.8 out because of a uh significant uh security yeah. vulnerability zero day in messages um, iOS 15 also includes additional protections against this. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely a reason to update, uh, even if you don't care about new widgets and, and other, uh, features. Um, it's, it is a vulnerability that so far was only used to, you know, target people from, uh, you, you know, government agencies doing things right. But, uh, around the world, but it, once it's out in the wild, obviously, uh, various malicious actors, hackers and whatnot could start to use it to try and um, uh, get you to do things if you haven't updated your device. Um, and actually, I've, I've had an uptick in spam trying to look like my mobile provider. So I'll get a text mm. saying like, your AT&T bill is ready. And it's, you know, it's not from the AT&T number I have in my contacts and it's the wrong time of month. And it's got some link that goes to a domain that kind of looks like it might be an AT&T domain, but obviously isn't, I mean, obviously don't go to them, but yeah, with the particular vulnerability, um, if you haven't patched your phone, uh, you're at risk of getting these drive-by texts that then, uh, give them access to your device. So, uh, make sure to make sure to update. Yeah. It's worth and uh, iPad as well, by the way, too, is any, basically anything with messages technically, I think yes. I, like, cause it's even for uh there's a security update for mac os but i don't think i think the vulnerability is to the phone but anyways yeah messages as at the core so um you'd tagged zoopkeeper world had you tried this with yeah yeah so this one this was a new release i think uh in the last week or two on apple arcade um it's you know it's a kind of 
match three style puzzle game. Um, you're you're lining up little animals, and then there's this whole little 3D story where you know as you unlock each level and get the coins and whatnot, you start upgrading um, your zoo, and people are like walking around and and congratulating your zoo and everything. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting puzzle game. It's it's very much in the match three genre. Um, but this, uh, this is that category of game where like, I don't, there's sort of two halves to the game. There's the like tending your little zoo and then there's your, and then there's a puzzle game. And I, I want those to be separate game experiences, at least for me. So this particular game is not for me. Like if I want to do match three, I just want to be iterating and playing levels over and over again. I don't want to in between have to go and like do quests and unlock the lion and build (laughs) things and, you know, tend to my zoo, right? That, that, that doesn't interest me. Or I'm in the mood for a full-on like simulation game where I don't want just like casual zoo. I want to be budgeting my my uh, lion uh, meat food uh, <laughs> diet and, and full Sim City or yeah, or I don't know, what was it dinosaur park tycoon or yeah you know, any any of those those yeah so two very different genres for games. Um, there's been a style, I think, with where you kind of do this puzzle game that there's also a story to it. And that that's just not as much for me. But I, they're, they're wildly popular outside of Apple Arcade, um, usually with a lot of sketchy in-app purchase stuff going on um, to, to keep you unlocking. But obviously, this one has that feel, but without any of that risk. Again, like we always say about Apple Arcade. So. Yeah, and well designed, like mechanics, genre. play mechanics, and buttons and controls are. are yeah, decent. it's it's a it's a solid uh, it's a solid match three. Um, you know the the puzzles get more and more complex as you go along. I've played the first I don't know twenty or so levels, um, so you have to do more combos. You you get the kind of the dopamine hit of lining up at the end of the level, the like super combo kind of cr- Candy Crush style where they clear the board with tons of animations and explosions. Um, the graphics are a little bit like voxel style. Uh, almost it kind of this, this like, or, or, or like Minecraft, maybe this like low poly, um, kind of cartoonish look, uh, but it's, it's cute. You know, it, it's, it, it seems like a, a decent game, uh, just not, not quite for me. It's not quite the genre mashup for me. So yeah. I, I don't think I'll, I'll go back to it. Which is why you keep going back to grindstone. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you been, do you go back to grind so much at all? I haven't yet. I keep this, this actually the, going back to the controller thing is like, I keep wanting to try it on the Apple TV and then I get, you know, I get distracted oh. watching something or whatever, just to yeah. see how it feels on a big TV, big smashing noises and whatever, you know, all the animations and stuff and see how it feels to play that kind of game on the TV versus my phone, which is where the other place, which like, it feels like it's a very portable waiting in line somewhere and quickly play a level or whatever yes. kind of game uh, or on the bus or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I keep meaning to go try it on the, tv and i haven't so i'll try and uh, try that out before next time but you you've been going back to it again yeah so i, I haven't been playing it as much although it so i think i have a few level unlock or new levels that have unlocked that i i, I want to go and clear and they're, they've added more like daily modes and, and other features and and new stuff you can you can get so i should unlock that all again but um when my son has screen time he's been really enjoying it on the ipad and kind of getting starting to get into the the slightly harder levels and mm. and into the the sort of planning aspect of it where you have to really be careful about your paths as you set up your um, your grinds. Um, but then the one like menu theme or something got stuck in his head and he kept humming it all the time. So I was like, <laughs> "All right, we're listening to the soundtrack, <laughs> which is on Apple Music." There's two volumes um, uh, oh, nice. by um, shoot Sam somebody i have to look at it but yeah it's it's a really like good like kind of chill game soundtrack with a little bit of a um i'm not sure exactly what the vibe like it's a little bit of a retro vibe but it's also got this kind of like martial aspect to it you know it sounds like something from i don't know holes the planets or or some some older classical music kind of mixed in uh so yeah it's it's a good it's a good listen if you just want kind of some background music um and i, and I like that a lot of the game soundtrack releases are on apple music um you can just jump over really easily yeah sam webster um, is the artist to look for if you're yeah, having trouble thank you sam webster way. yeah 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 so um you know and and obviously i think we've, we've kind of gotten the sense in terms of what games get promoted like grindstone was basically a launch title on arcade arcade's been out now just about two years and it's one that i still see showing up in the top games list so there's something about that one that is particularly sticky they've obviously gotten the funding and audience to keep updating it um whereas you know a lot of the other arcade games they're they're still there in the library you can go you know play them while your subscription is active but they don't have that same 
grab for whatever reason as uh, as a game like grindstone does yeah for 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 a lot of folks i wonder if like grindstone is just is their five dollar apple arcade game they're just actually right to. it's actually a grindstone <laughs> subscription <laughs> world of warcraft now grindstone you know for five bucks yeah. or whatever yeah feels yeah. funny but it is what it is so yeah i mean i'm certainly putting in the the uh investment in in new games but yeah other than like you know good sudoku plus and grindstone there's not a ton that I'm going back to, but I, but it is nice to to have the subscription built into our Apple One plan and and be able to try all these games, um, yeah. Uh, which which I which I like, uh, kind of see what's out there, especially in the more indie developer world. Yeah, that's how they get you. Like the good and bad of that bundling stuff is you stop thinking right. about what the cost is of individual things, but then suddenly you're paying thirty dollars a month to Apple for stuff you kind of sort of use but don't really need all of and yeah but i think overall still it feels like a net positive at least for for our family anyways too it seems like for your yours yeah. as well so um do we have time for tabletop corner or are you where are we at? uh yeah we I, I don't think there's much to say here so i don't know have you have your has your family been kind of back to the the card games at all or is school keeping everyone busy sorry we needed some sort of sound oh. yeah <laughs> we need like a dice roll maybe yeah <laughs> what's that? um <laughs> There's nothing appropriate right now. Anyways, uh, we have, we have not actually played much tabletops the last couple of weeks. Tabletop gaming. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I've, I'm forgetting because I often forget. that after we finish recording, I realize, oh yeah, actually they've been playing whatever for the last every day. But no, I think between school and activities that other somewhat activities that are starting up, uh, there hasn't been a lot of time for gaming actually, and kind of like packing in our activities externally before winter and or lockdown, whatever comes first or both. <laughs> happens right. here in uh, apparently one of the worst places in the world for covid stuff right now apparently so um yeah what's uh i see dnd musical and i'm well yeah so so <laughs> this this one this one jumped out of me in the news so um dnd celebration is this weekend so yeah the there's this general trend right where you know, people don't go to industry conferences anymore brands don't go to industry conferences anymore everyone just streams their own event right um, so, uh, D and D celebration is this coming weekend, I believe. And on, uh, Saturday at four Pacific, a D and D musical will debut. Um, I, I am curious and among other things, it it stars, uh, Anthony Rapp, who was in the original run of rent, uh, back in the nineties and is currently starring on Star Trek discovery, which is, and, uh, so that's, that's kind of where I've been following his, his current work, but yeah. Uh, and, and a couple of other, um, experience either D&D or uh, musical uh, actors. Um, obviously, Let's Play podcasts are a big deal right now um, in the D&D world. Yeah, so, yeah I'm curious. I, I might, I, I don't know that we'll sit and watch it live, uh, but yeah, I'll have to try and find a recording of it because I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to turn out. I mean, I remember the Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out in the 90s was just notoriously terrible. I think I saw it in theaters. Uh as someone who was actively playing at the time but yeah it you know it's 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 fun to see how much um you know it's part of the game uh, culture right now obviously there are plenty there's no shortage of really great uh indie rpgs right now as well with you know different rules and different worlds but the the overall uh D universe that wizards of the coast has put together is as the the certainly the the dominant force in the in the industry and so they get things like musicals uh <laughs> that are official and not fan-made right yeah. <laughs> which is pretty wild why not <laughs> yeah uh cool and this you have ingenious challenges as a yeah so this is a game we've had for a while uh, we we're just going back to it uh, oh hey big sir just wants to interrupt my speaking of there's an up software update focus. uh just wants to pop up right now yeah. i need to adjust those settings um yeah so ingenious challenges uh so there's a an older board game called ingenious uh this is by rainier knizia who's a, um of uh settlers fame i think right um but uh challenges has there's sort of three modes there's there's a dice mode, there's a card mode, and there's a tile mode. And it's different. It's There's six sets of, of colors and symbols, and you're basically kind of doing matching and grabbing um, to to not really make sets, but but try to like earn points by getting the most of a particular color. Um, we usually play the tile one. And there's kind of this, I don't know if you've played like Can't Stop or the games like this, but there's basically like, ooh, should I draw another tile? Uh, and if I, you know, get 
you know, if I don't match what's in the middle of the table or I overmatch something in my, in my pile, then everything goes away and I, and I sweep to the middle and I get no points or do I stop now, stand pat and score a few points with what I have instead of keep going. Um, so there's, there's kind of that fun, like risk taking element to it. Um, there's definitely a fair bit of luck, right? Like, you know, if you're, if the player to your right, uh, whiffs and sets up three or four tiles of a color that you need, well now, you know, you're, you're set and, and way ahead. Right. So, um, there's, there's sort of, uh, that element to it, but yeah, it's, it's a fun one. And, and it's nice that it's three games in one in a, in a little box. And they're not connected like the three different games. It's just like you'd play one or the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the only thing that connects them is the the same symbols. There, there's some similar rules, but yeah, you can't play them at the same time. It's not like that. Yeah, can I just say um, I, I don't know if you're watching the Twitch stream out there. If you ever do, we do stream this live uh, Tuesday mornings when we record and it publishes on Thursday to the audio podcast stream. Um, in the screenshots from Board Game Geek uh, or photos, I guess people have submitted. Can you just if you're sending in your photos of your board game play, can you try and remove the toilet paper roll from the table before you send it in? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll have that's to, what that I'll have is. to go in. A, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks, looks like, like maybe it. they were cleaning their table because there's like paint in yeah. the background. I mean, but it's, also I, like yeah. multiple beverages. I don't know. It's I, a weird. I mean, to each their own. I, yeah, I don't want to judge how you play games and whether your house is clean or not. I'm not. That's not. It's kind of like just like when before you take photos of your house for real estate, just flush the toilet. Like, it's not that having a toilet that's not flushed <laughs> is bad, but if you're going to show off a picture of your house flush the toilet that's all anyway yeah otherwise you'll end up on one of those uh twitter accounts or <laughs> of uh of real estate listing disasters right exactly yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> yes the, the world of user submitted photos uh contains multitudes <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right well let's uh i think that's a good spot to wrap up um so if you've been playing games board games video games whatever it is that you've been playing lately and as you sort of prep into fall maybe or anticipate hunkering down because of the thing that shall not be named other than the fact that we named it a couple of times, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> Twitter.com slash 25 CRK is where you can reach the official account of the show. But then uh, I'm I Chris on Twitter. You can find me there. We really appreciate you listening to 25 cents, our video game podcast. And you can find me on Twitter now with updated user profile photo and most <laughs> everywhere else as ultra nerd that's n-u-r-d and you can find 25 cents wherever you list podcasts of course most places anyways and be sure to check out the good stuff patreon patreon.com slash good stuff join us in the discord see you later bye <laughs>